Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. And as soon as I get started, uh, pop-ups start popping up on my screen, but I got them off now. Looks like I am all live on all links. Happy Father's Day, everybody, on this 21st day of June, 2020. I uh, got a big show tonight. I want to talk about the uh, Dak Prescott reported today is expected to sign, to sign the tender offer Dallas has until July the 15th to get a long-term deal. Uh, that is a big deal. I'm going to tell you why I think, more than one reason why I think Dallas should simply go all in this year. We'll get to that before they have to pay this guy the big money. I also want to talk about Chubba Hubbard. Got his name right the first time. Why I think that Twitter that Twitter rant he went on that he thinks that was cute to get his dopamine high on social media probably cost his NFL stock. It would cost him, in my opinion. Also, uh, a lot of speaking of um, you know Black Lives Matter, the kneel and the protest. A lot of talk this week has come up about Colin Kaepernick. Getting a job. Has anybody forgot about a man named Cam Newton, a former NFL MVP? Cap or Cam? We'll talk about that. Kyrie Irving and his crazy rants. Nobody's uh, talked about his history of talking out of his rear end and being unreliable. We'll get into that. And uh, Baltimore Raven fans, I want to tell you why you should not worry about Lamar Jackson. And uh, the being on the cover of Madding. So that's what I got today. Welcome to Sports Scope again. I'm your host, Robert Butler. Got my pink tie on to show a little empathy because I'm going to go pretty hard today with the criticisms. It's all out of a place of love. It's never personal. It's just an honest opinion. And that's what you don't really get a lot nowadays. You get a lot of virtue signaling. Uh, you get a lot of phoniness, and I like to cut that realness right to the to the bone because you know I think realness is greatly appreciated nowadays, everybody. So, first, okay, let's start with the biggest story of the day, in my opinion. America's team, uh, according to the ratings, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Adam Scheffner reported today Dak Prescott will sign his tender offer on Monday. He will sign this tender offer on Monday of thirty-one million dollars. Uh, again, uh, they have until the the 15th of July to sign a long-term deal. First of all, let's get that out of the way, my opinion on that. If I'm Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones, don't, even though I've read the same article that you all have probably read, that Dallas, it would be, it would be less costly for Dallas to sign him before the 15th rather than wait to him in the season due to the, the, the cap issues and everything. My issue is, my thing is, don't do that. Keep him with that chip on his shoulder. Remember, Dallas has a new uh, coach, who, uh, who Mike McCarthy, who has dealt with a player with a huge chip on his shoulder, and Aaron Rodgers, that's coming to Dallas and beat their brains out time and time again, everybody. So keep that in mind when it comes to this. Also, uh, you know, I was looking at Dallas's offense. This was a great week for Dallas because 
their biggest rivalry, I think, would be Philadelphia. Uh, their guard, Philadelphia's guard, the best uh, blocker on the team, Brandon Brooks, torn his Achilles. He's going to be out for the season. They have a little bit of depth there, but when you start getting guard injuries, that is pressure up the middle, and, and, and that's where you want to get pressure at. So keep that in mind. That was a big loss for Philadelphia. And, you know, I'm thinking about this with, with Mike McCarthy and this new offense. Dak is going to be there on time. He's going to be able to do training camp, whatever version of training camp we're going to have. I'm looking at this offense, and, you know, with Ezekiel Elliott, newly acquired C.D. Lamb, along with uh, uh, Newman and, of course, Amari Cooper. These guys are going to have a well of an offense with that offensive line. Uh, you know, and I'm looking at their pass rushers, uh, Don Terry Poe up the middle, Gerald McCoy. They're going to have an excellent pass rush. Lawrence, they got him back. I know that they have lost. Uh, was it Byron Jones? They lost him to free agent to Miami uh, this week. Also, it was reported that um, Jamal Adams is definitely the safety sensation out of New York with the Jets. He wants a trade. They need a this Dallas team with, 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 with Newman and, 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 of course, Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, Dak Prescott, had a great year last year, but they were 8-8 eight and eight with that chip trying to get that big contract together with Mike McCarthy, which I think is a heck of a lot better coaching staff than they had last year, even as a whole, both sides of the ball, in my opinion. I think they're going to be uh, – they, they really have a shot. Their, their biggest weakness is secondary, so keep that in mind. So I'm looking for all these pieces coming together. Uh, this, this team is going to get big leagues. They're going to score early, uh, and they're going to score fast. They're going to make a team. They're going to make a team have to throw a lot uh, to beat them. They have. Uh, I do not see Dallas as a uh, threat this year, Dallas. I do not see the Giants as a threat. Uh, I do not see Washington being as a threat. I see Philadelphia still being that threat, even though they, they had that big loss this week. Uh, I, you know, I was looking at Jerry Jones. He will be 78 in October. You know, he, he wants to basically, uh, he wants to die and, and not have, and, 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 and say, I finally won without Jimmy Johnson. He, he's a competitive old man. Uh, he's very successful. He once said, I don't have time to have a bad time, Jerry Jones. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, why don't why don't you guys don't sign Dak? You're going to be busted on a cap later on, anyways. Uh, keep that chip on his shoulder. Go out, make that trade. The Jets are asking a one and a three for 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 Jamal Adams, one of the best safeties in the game. He can help stop the run. Uh, he can come up and stop that checkdown pass. Great open field tackle. I can see. That Dallas pass rush with Gerald McCoy and, um, oh, God, who was the guy, that, that other player they brought in out of uh, San Francisco? I think he's going to be pretty good. A lot of people are calling him just kind of a reach. I'm not one of those people, I think. I know he's not been in the league four years, but I think he's going to be really good in Dallas, the former 49er that had been in the league a while with Gerald McCoy, with their usual suspects in that pass rush. 
So the, the opposition is going to have to pass a lot. Uh, that's going to be a good pass rush. They're going to be doing a lot of check downs. Well, uh, checking down to the running back out of the back foot, you want a quick on the ball safety like a Jamal Adams. So I think once uh, Dak signs that uh, tender, I think Dallas are to go after Jamal Adams. And if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm telling uh, Mike McCarthy, let's do this, baby. Let, let's go all in. I do not see, I do not see uh, a major, major threat in the NFC. I think that the NFC West is going to decapitate itself. Arizona is much stronger this year offensively. San Francisco got, uh, they've already started to have injuries on their team. They're going to be Super Bowl hungover. I think Seattle's going to have to fight all of them. Uh, I do think that Tampa probably will be the favorite and a lot of experts' eyes to get there, but they have a 43-year-old quarterback. Same thing with New Orleans. Who else are you worried about? Not really worried about the NFC North. They're going to fight amongst themselves. This is a good opportunity for that. If I'm Jerry Jones, you need a corner. And you already got HaHa ha Clinton Dix. So if you got HaHa ha Clinton Dix and Jamal Adams, that can make up for a lot of bad corner play if you've got the right coaching on the defensive staff and you've got an offense that that that, that keeps uh, the opposition on their heels and ha- feeling like they have to score more and more often. So Dallas, th- this is a really good opportunity for Dallas. You really didn't want Dak hold, holding out a big bunch of time, even though you've got Andy Dalton there. So just something I was thinking about with, with, with Jerry Jones pushing 80 years old. Uh, we're not sure what the new year uh, brings with this coronavirus and, and, and salaries and all that stuff going ahead. This seems like an, a, a great opportune time to get Dak to play even better, play with the edge, play with that chip on the shoulder, play with better coaching, play with another offensive weapon. They could use a tight end, but man, you got three receivers. You got a true deep threat. You got a true number one in Amari Cooper. You got this rookie who doesn't have to prove anything. Uh, they have been drafting well as of late. So go all in, make that play for Jamal Adams. Maybe go out and get another corner in free agency. Bust your cap right up to the edge. You got a, a guy 78 years old at, at owner who I'm telling you, he wants to win that Super Bowl without Jimmy Johnson. They haven't won since 96, guys. We're talking 20-something years here, 24 years, 25 years, uh, if you count all the seasons exact, that's the last time this Dallas Cowboys has won the Super Bowl. Uh, this is an opportune time. I wouldn't put them as a favorite, but they made a few moves on defense. Yeah, yeah possibly, you know, possibly. They, they, they would be in the mix. So that, that that's a big deal. Like I said, uh, you put all this together. Could make some noise in Dallas. Again, their biggest foe. I would still take Philadelphia today, even with Brandon, um, where Brandon Rush is Achilles tear. Uh, I like what uh, what they, the the requirement of Darius Slay. Uh, I still like their 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 draft, the Philadelphia's draft. I, I like Carson Wentz coming back. Two great tight ends. Don't get me wrong, but Dallas can make up some ground there. So. That is all I have to say about that in other news. Okay. It's a big story here. I was going to, you know what? 
Okay, I got two stories I'm going to go with, but I'm, I'm going to go with this Mike Gundy. Since I'm talking the NFL to NFL draft, this uh, Chubba Hubbard of Oklahoma State, I'll make sure I get this guy's name right, he will be a um, he'll be in the NFL draft next year. He's expected to be a, uh, a Heisman candidate this year for Oklahoma State. He was in the news this week for um, Mike Gundy was saw on his son's fishing trip wearing a OAN shirt. A lot of you probably heard this story. You haven't heard me comment on it, but that is a conservative news network that favors the president and has criticized Black Lives Matter. Uh, I've said before, I'm not a huge Mike Gundy fan. I think he's overrated. One thing, the guy is 2-14. Uh, he's really best known for his Twitter rant with uh, Twitter rant. Excuse me. I got Twitter in my mind. He's best known for his um, press conference rant in 2007 about a player being criticized for crying or something like that. And if you want to go after a man, go after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm paraphrasing that. The famous commercial there. Uh, but other than that, he's had some pretty good Des Bryant's play for him, pretty good offensive pieces, but he's not the greatest thing since sliced bread by no means. Uh, they're not as good as say that the, the teams that he played on 87, 88, 89, uh, with, with, with Thurman Thomas and Barry Sanders, nothing like that team. So I'm not a big Mike Gundy fan, but I'll tell you this, the, uh, Audacity for Chubba Hubbard to go on Twitter and call out Mike Gundy rather than calling him, knowing he is approachable. Is he said Chubba said that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable to me. What that says is, for one thing, I looked up Black Lives Matter and articles. There's an article in the Blaze that they're Founders are admitted uh, Marxist. This is on the Blaze website today. Uh, I, the, by the way, the slogan's fine. You know, it's a little offensive. I mean, all I, but I get it. The slogan's fine. Our pastor said something about that today. He said, you know, it's coming from a place of hurt. So just kind of understand the whole Black Lives Matter thing. But I don't really care for the organization. Uh, they've been known to say like going back the time they said to Chubba Hubbard, he he didn't like the OAN network, which I've never heard of until this week. Uh they got a lot of publicity uh for criticizing Black Lives Matter. Well they have some right criticisms of them. They're uh malicious at times. They have said hateful things at times. So I don't care for the organization, but I don't want to go as far as calling my hate group. Uh, I don't think that their criticisms are too far out of line. Uh, but that being said, you know, my, my thing to Chubba Hubbard is, what do you think the NFL is going to think about this? Warren Buffett said this, and I wrote this down, and I want to make sure. He says, I think money makes you more of what you are. I don't know if he originally said that, but I've got him quoted as saying that because I looked that up. Money makes you more of what you are. And what Chubba Hubbard did this week is, 
uh, reminds me of what Antonio Brown going on Facebook Live after the Pittsburgh Steelers won a playoff game without Mike Tomlin's permission just so he promote promote himself. My thing is, I don't think Chubba Hubbard was really concerned about Mike Gundy and the OAN network rather than seeing this as an opportune time to get some attention. Money makes you more of what you are. What does that say to NFL executives, general managers, and even owners who are or leaning more conservative than they're ever going to publicly let on? It says I'm a me guy. It says I'm holdout for money guy. It says I'm a tension guy. It says I am a leaking out secrets to the locker room guy. And I'm going to tell you right now, I know he apologized uh, after he got his dopamine highs, what uh, uh, Jason Whitlock, uh, who did a great job this week, calling out the, 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 the hypocrites in the media and the grandstanding and the virtual silence uh, standing of, of these super left-wing Mike Florio types who, that's another story and it's on, I didn't get to do enough research on that. But Basically, that is that psychological uh, burst that you get from, uh, uh, from from going on social media and getting a lot of likes and stuff. It, it's the same type of neuro, neuro, uh, neurological uh, mind high that people get from pornography. And that's why pornography is addiction and it's bad and everything. It, it's that same climax a person gets in a brain from pornography from, from going on social media. So what's a problem. It's addiction. So that's what he says that the Chubber was seeking. And like I said, that was that was really bad on Chubber. That was very offensive to me. And that's going to offend a lot of. And like I said, if, if it's me, um, um, Mel Kuyper has him as a number two running back. I would take maybe a Najee Harris from Alabama over him. Uh, I would take a less uh, uh athletic running back over him. I just would take, I would take him off my board. Uh, Chubba Hubbard would be off my board. The Canadian uh, native is a me guy. He's a holdout guy. I went on there last week, by the way. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Derek Henry from watching the program. Uh, it's nothing personal. I just not would not pay my philosophy. I would not pay a running back after their first rookie contract because of the, the, uh, the availability of running backs out of college and the rookie uh, contract uh, wage scale. No highest paid running back on a team has ever won the Super Bowl in the last 25 years. No highest paid running back in the NFL has ever won a Super Bowl in the last 25 years. Go back and look it up. Uh, I'm not saying you need a running game. You, and I won't run backs get paid. I know they work hard. They take a lot of the hits. That's just the way of the game. I, I, I'm all about having a running game and having balance. But going back to Chubba Hubbard, uh, he his draft stopped, uh, dropped this week. And he, he, he needs to have a well of a year, and he needs to continue to walk the straight and narrow and, and be humble if he can. Some people cannot be humble. Some people cannot. I mean, uh, Tony Brown cannot. He's so addicted. He he he's he's addicted. He wants that dopamine high. You know, he, he won't. 
you know, one day I'm talking about Antonio Brown. He's doing great. Next day I hear he, he's got into it with somebody. He, he's, he's showing some video of him cursing out the police and, and streaming it online. He's taking a gun and shooting himself in his head and his foot, excuse me, so he can get that high from social media. Uh, bad move by Chubba Hubbard. Not a Mike Gundy fan. If they fired him today, I know uh, Paul Farmon said he should be fired. I think Paul Farmon just don't like Mike Gundy. You know, uh, I don't think the guy should be fired. I don't really care for the guy. But also, I, it's a more of an indictment on Chubba Hubbard and his social media addiction uh, than, than it is on Mike Gundy and his wanting to wear a shirt that favors the president of a, of a news organization. Think how stupid that is. Who cares what your coach thinks? Who cares what political beliefs your coach has? You know, you're there to learn the game, to, to, to get yours and get the heck out of there and make your money. That's what you're there for. Now, you're going to have some long-lasting relationships that you have in college. You know, I get it. I still got some friends from college, from Austin P that watch the program. I talked about Terrell Clark before, and, and uh, AJ. He uh, he's still a, AJ Duggar's a reporter. He, he went to school with me, and, and quite a few Jennifer and everybody. So, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. Hope the best for the guy. I hope he grows up from this. But that was not a good look for Chubba Hubbard, uh, uh, in my opinion. Okay, speaking of kneeling and Black Lives Matter protest it's been in the news circles all week that even the president speaking of president he's been commenting a lot on the nfl lately he says listen man i think he cap should calvin kaepernick should get a trial right he should get a trial in the nfl and, and if he's good enough to make the team let him make the team and before i go into this i just want to say this about the anthem and kneeling if i'm the nfl you could kneel but you're not going to kneel during the anthem. I would, I would, I would um, do the like college, do the anthem before the players come on the field, and if and when the anthem's over, if you want to kneel, that's fine. Here's my thing: is if you say it's not about the flag, why are you doing it when we're saluting the flag? If you say it's not about the flag, why are you doing it while we're pledge allegiance to the flag? You understand that? And, 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 and I'm all about the cause. It's cool. I, I, like I said, even though the data doesn't reflect police brutality, if the perception's there, we're better than that as a country. If the perception's there that police profile and there's police brutality, we've got to change it. So that's my thing on all that. Uh, but going back to Colin Kaepernick, Cam, New Cam Newton's still out there. And I'm hearing people talk about give Colin Kaepernick. Cam Newton is still out there. Colin Kaepernick hasn't played a snap in four years. Hold on, everybody. I've got to change out my podcast here. For every 25, 30 minutes, or it'll stop recording. Okay, so back at the play at hand. Let me get a sip of water here. All right, now. So... You know, I'm looking at this. Cam Newton is coming off injuries. I get it. Cam Newton is supposed to be 110% healthy. Uh, he is a year younger than Colin Kaepernick. 
The guy's won an NFL MVP. And after Colin Kaepernick left Jim Harbaugh and Greg Roman, remember, Greg Roman, mind you, is the uh, offensive coordinator of the Ravens. They're running the similar system with Lamar Jackson that they did with uh, the 49ers that got the 49ers to the Super Bowl. Greg Roman, more than even uh, Jim Harbaugh, should be getting more credit for Caps to said that maybe than, than John, uh, Jim Harbaugh, who's having trouble finding a quarterback in Michigan. And I'm a Harbaugh guy. So Kaepernick, mind you, and this is why he got a lot of heat for this kneeling, this guy lost his job when Jim Harbaugh left, when they went through Chip Kelly and that other clown, Jim Tom Sula of a coach. He gets with this far left-wing radical girlfriend. What's her name? Nessa, who went to Cal Berkeley. And he's he comes off as more being frustrated with being benched in his career uh, in a downturn. And rather than looking at the calls, it would have been more believable if he would have been doing this when the 49ers were going to the Super Bowl or making it to the AFC or NFC championship game as they did the year before uh, in 2011 when they when they lost to um, when they lost to the Giants. Now that was Alex Smith's last year. So this guy who hasn't played in four years and is a year older than Cam Newton is being talked about over getting the job over Cam Newton. And I still say this: Drew Locke is unproven. If I am the Denver Broncos, I bring in Cam Newton. As uh, soon as training camp starts, I bring in Cam Newton, have him compete for that starting job. I still say that this team has the parts to get to the playoffs, uh, this, this Denver team. But anybody talking about Colin Kaepernick, that's a story. That, that's a media thing. That's one of these Mike Florio things who's more worried about his activism than he is uh, what's actually best for, for a team to win games. Who's the better player? I'm taking a healthy Cam Newton, who is more sidetracked. I think he's got a little bit more humbled. I think he's got more focus now. And mind you, Cam Newton has played with a defensive-minded head coach his entire career. That has not been the case with Colin Kaepernick. Remember, Greg Roman is Lamar Jackson, the league's MVP. He's his offensive coordinator. Greg Roman was Kaepernick's offensive coordinator. He should receive more credit for Cap's success than, than Cap, for that matter, because he did it with Lamar Jackson. Cap didn't do it with any other coach. People want to talk about his stats. Cap fell off, man. I mean, I watched him. He wasn't paying attention. He should have did well with Chip Kelly. That was an issue there. There was an issue with Cap's work ethic with, with with Chip Kelly. You can watch his body language. People talked about his injury. That that's all been overplayed. He didn't look motivated. His body language was bad before the kneeling. That's why he lost to some quarterback I never heard of. There was a backup, a career backup. He lost his job to him. That's bad. That's a low point. Cam Newton never lost his uh starting job. Cam Newton's tougher. Uh, 
he had better stats for one thing because he never lost his job. Uh, I, I just think I think he should be talked about more coming into the season than a Colin Kaepernick. And again, I don't have nothing against Kaepernick. If he wins a job, so be it. But let's bring Cam back in the conversation and get off these political rants. Speaking of wacky people, you know, I know this is kind of getting like a two-week-old story, but I just want to remind people of the, the history of a Kyrie Irving, of a guy that, that, that spoke well of LeBron. We're going to play together. We're going to win big. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Guy made big shot after big shot. Helped LeBron win the first title to Cleveland. Great moment back in, uh, was it 15 or 16? Uh, only to be asked to be traded. Wants to do his own thing. We all blame LeBron at the time. I blame LeBron at the time because I, I knew he was going to uh, read more and more about him wanting to go to uh, L.A. and everything. There been rumor at the room and LeBron did. That being said, you know, Colin, or Colin Kyrie Irving, and I'm a guy who grew up in the hood, and I smoked pot when I was a teenager. I don't smoke now. I smoked in over 20 years. But Kyrie Irving is that guy who smokes a lot of weed. I don't know if he does. I'm not saying he's a weed, but he reminds me of some of my friends smoke a whole lot of weed, and they're just blowing smoke. They say they're going to do this. They come up with these weird theories about philosophy and life, and they're talking out of their rear end. He said he wants the NBA to stop. Uh, he wants the NBA players to start another league. He wants not to play this year, even though he's injured. He wants everybody else not to play to focus on social justice because of the uh, George Floyd death. He once said the world was flat. That's something a pothead would say. No offense to my marijuana smokers out there. I still want you to watch the program, but I'm just keeping it real, okay? He comes off of that. I don't know if he's ever smoked weed in his life, but he he comes off as that guy who smokes weed, says he's going to take over the world, says he's going to go out of town and start to turn the world down, and ain't going to get Jack done. That's exactly what he comes off to me as. Uh, you know, Charles Barkley said him and Dwight Howard, another guy that's all over the place. You know, Charles Oakley said you wouldn't have, an, have a league if you did drug tests. But they say some of the stupidest things sometimes. Don't you guys realize, you NBA players, any professional athlete, that your platform is heightened when you're playing, when you're doing a press conference fresh after a game, and say, does anybody got any more questions? If they don't, I just want to say one more thing. I want to stand up for social justice calls in America, yada, 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 right? But my thing is, the talent is there. The guy's got the best handles in the game. He is a, uh, a Allen Iverson. Yes, he's an Allen Iverson who had help. If he didn't have LeBron James, this guy wouldn't win anything. Can I repeat that? If, if Kyrie Irving never played with LeBron James, he would never win anything. I don't think he could got that team. Remember, they didn't do nothing until LeBron uh, jumped ship back from Miami back home. They didn't do anything. Uh, 
I wouldn't start a Kool-Aid stand. A kid's Kool-Aid stand with Kyrie Irving. Because his history tells me he's flaky. Remember, he's supposed to sign back with Boston. I like Boston, man. Some of my best friends are uh, Corey, good friend of mine, huge Boston Celtic fan. He said Kyrie Irving completely folded like a cheap suit in that Milwaukee series last year. He said, bleep Kyrie Irving. I don't want Kyrie Irving on this team. I remember when the season started, man, I ain't made my decision yet. I want to be here with Boston. You know, Danny Ainge, Brad, um, what is the guy's name? Brad Chill. I can't remember that. The head, Brad, whatever, the head coach there. Um, everything's going to be everything. And what does he do? He, go, he goes to the jet, the Nets. You know, you can't he, – he, he's unreliable. And, again, he would be a cross between Allen Iverson and a Stephon Marbury if he didn't have LeBron. Now, he's got that ring. Remember, he didn't do nothing with Duke that one year. He was hurt most of the year. He come out thinking he's better than Kobe Bryant. Kobe showed him what time it is. The talent's there. There's some work ethic issues. And there's concentration issues with him. He can't stay focused. So work ethic issues kind of goes with can't stay focused with Kyrie Irving. But uh, Charles Barkley was right. You know, he don't know what he's thinking. My thing is, again, he sounds like that one guy, that one friend we had who smoked way too much weed, talks a whole lot of junk, and ain't going to do nothing. That's Kyrie Irving in a nutshell. So, uh, switching gears back to the NFL. I know a lot of you were thinking this, and I was one of you also, but I went back and looked, and Lamar Jackson's on a cover of Madden this week. And that used to be six, seven years ago, eight years ago, if a player was on the cover of Madden, I would not draft him in fantasy. But running back, quarterback, if that player was on the cover of Madden, I would watch the players I draft from his team. I would not bet on his team to win the Super Bowl. And I uh, I wouldn't draft him in, in anything. Uh, man. Donovan McNabb, Peyton Hillis, Ray Lewis, Dante Culpepper. Remember that injury he got? Marshall Falk. All the injuries, team was bad. The the list goes on and on from, from the late 90s to the early 2000s. If you were on the cover of Madden, it, it just uh, – there was a petition signed once for Madden people not to ask LaDainian Thomas to, to be on the cover of Madden. Please don't ask him because he had a great year and uh, – 2006, they almost made a Super Bowl, and they said, please, fans, please don't ask this guy. But, you know, Lamar Jackson's going to be on here this year. Patrick Mahomes was on there last year. They won the Super Bowl. He did get injured, but if you win the Super Bowl, there's no Madden curse. He won the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Odell Beckham, 
Richard Sherman all come out pretty good. Had, some had some injuries, but it was really good for uh, some of those players, including a Super Bowl win. So my thing is the curse is over. Uh, you got Greg Roman there. I do not think – I think that he's not going to have the season that he had last year, not because of the Madden curse, because the Pittsburgh defense is upgraded. Ben Roethlisberger's back. You've got Joe Burrow. with, with Cincinnati is not going to be a melon game. Um, I was reading about the – Bengals here. You know, A.J. Green will be back. He was hurt all year last year. Tyler Boyd had a breakout season in 2018, proved that he could be a number one last year, the other receiver. They drafted T. Higgins. Uh, Jonas, um, I can't remember the guy's last name, Johannes. Either way, they've got this really good left tackle. He's supposed to be back healthy again. Got a lot of defensive free agents. Cincinnati may steal a game from Baltimore. So I think they're going to lose possibly one of those games. Cleveland has upgraded a head coach this year. They're going to have Miles Garrett back. They've got two running backs, two receivers, two tight ends offensively. I think, remember, Cleveland beat them last year. They, they, they blew them out and was it week two, week three last year. And then Baltimore went on that big winning streak. They played them again towards the end of the year and played them for three and a half quarters. Baltimore pulled away at the end. Past Thanksgiving, Baltimore, remember, they almost got beat by the 49ers, and we know their last game, they got destroyed in their playoff game against Tennessee. That was more just uh, too much time off. Young quarterback, second year. He could have a better year, but I don't think the Ravens are going to go 14-2. and Colin Coward said they're going to go 16-0, possibly. I'm not in that camp. I think the Steelers are going to win that division. Great defense. Played them hard both games. Pittsburgh did. When you got Ben back, you got that other receiver. I've talked about this a couple weeks in a row now. I like their tight end play, like their running back play, the uh, other receiver uh, that they picked up out of Notre Dame with Ben Roethlisberger, Juju Smith-Schuster, their offensive line. Pittsburgh's going to be really hungry. They're flying under the radar. I think they're going to win that division. So I do not see Baltimore being a uh, – uh, having a home game in the first round of the playoffs. That being said, nothing to do with the Madden curse. But I was a big uh, subscriber to the Madden curse. Not a lot of people are still talking about the Madden curse. But, you know, when you have the Super Bowl MVP um, the year before be on the cover of Madden, I think you're in pretty good shape. Went back the last five years. Those other players, uh, their teams went to the Super Bowl and played well, Richard Sherman, those guys. So it's it's not it's deadly. It was deadly at one time. I mean, it was the perception of it was from 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 the late '90s to the early 2000s into about 2005. It was really even Ray Lewis getting hurt that year. It's really something, man. It's scary to be on the cover of Madden. Just not the case this year. Not going to have the season they did last year. But it's not going to be because of the Madden curse. It's simply because. Uh, plus, I think that, that the league's going to have more film on uh, the Ravens, and, and they're going to be able to play them, even though Greg Roman is doing a really good job, really good team, really good defense. 
not depending on a lot of injuries, not going to lose more. Uh, they're definitely going to win nine, nine to, to, to 11 games next year, uh, pending a major bunch of injuries, a, a slew of injuries. Uh, but uh, yeah, Baltimore's going to be good. Lamar's going to be fine. Guy works his butt off. Got a good roster behind him. Uh, cannot wait to see him play next year. I think he's going to take another step. But hey, like I said, young quarterbacks take the lead by storm. You get some film on you. Uh, does he adjust? I think he's made some adjustments. The league's adjusted to him. We'll see how it is in a full week, a year three of him. Remember, this guy's only like 22 years old. He came out as a junior. So a lot of growth there with Lamar Jackson in the Baltimore Ravens. Guys, I really want to thank all my Facebook listeners for uh, for adding me on as friends, coaches around the country. I said that. I got a good following here. Thank you, Periscope. If you like my show, uh, you can follow me on uh, here on Periscope. All shows are dated. Uh, just look for the date. I repost them all week. Just look for the date. I'm just doing Sundays right now because sports are still stopped technically. Uh, we got a slow recovery, but, you know, sports have still stopped. So uh, I will do it during the week more um, as the, when the football season starts to get back going again. Maybe during basketball season when we start the playoffs at the end uh, in August and everything into July. So, but uh, you can also find me on Sportscope. You sports S K O P E. You can find the the uh, the the podcast there. Subscribe to the podcast. I'm trying to build this program up. It takes a lot of my time to prepare for it. I really appreciate the people who like it, share it. Please do it. Building this side has put a lot of my own money time. This is three years in this program. You can see my backdrop here. This stuff wasn't easy. Uh, this stuff wasn't easy. This tablet, I had to spend that invest in this tablet, this computer, these microphones, all this stuff. So help me out. Help me help you. I mean, I expect to be the best in the country and the most influential uh, talk show host in the country. I'm building this thing from the ground up. You bought it renovated, like a uh, famous rapper once said. I, I can't remember his name. Rick Ross, even though I know some some things he said was fraudulent, including that name. <laughs> he stole it. But uh, I do like that. I uh, built it from a ground up. You brought it renovated. So have a good week, everybody. I will see you next week here on Sports Scope at 7 p.m. Central Time, give or take a few minutes, depending on technical difficulties. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks again, and happy Father's Day. Okay, thank you, Facebook. Make a podcast.